I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Junk Timers. Your old pal Michael here. We have a special best on ground edition of the Junk Time Alpha podcast today brought to you by Fox Footy. Available on Foxtel and KO Sports. Rosie and I went down to the Fox Footy studios on Saturday night and we had a chat to all the gang from Best on Ground that appears on Fox Footy on a Saturday night after the game. And uh, I just want to kind of do a quick preamble. It will come up in the chats with the various people, you know, Rui, Brownie, Bucks, everyone. Uh, we just talk about the Carlton-Collingwood game that is coming up on the Sunday. So at this stage... We didn't know uh, that Rosie would have the worst time of his entire life. Now, it does come up, and it's it, it's painfully obvious, but I just thought I'd put a quick little uh, disclaimer at the top just to say, hey, at the time of the interviews, Rosie had not had his soul destroyed. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello, Junk Timers. Welcome to a very special Best on Ground edition of the Junk Time Alpha podcast brought to you by Fox Footy, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. Now, Adam Rosenmarks, my name's Michael Chamberlain, your mm. name's Adam Rosenmarks. We had a bit of a treat last night, didn't we? Yeah, we got to hang out with the gang from Best on Ground. We went and checked out the, uh, went into the Fox Footy Studios for Best on Ground last night and got to got to chat with everyone from the show. So that's uh, coming up for a very special and fun chat with everyone. I had not met, I didn't really know Howie, like I'd met him and I'd never met Kath Lockman yep. before, but uh, it was a lot of it was fun. really cool. It was great to see, you know, what they do before the show and how it all kind of plays out. And we got to have a chat with them that you'll hear very shortly, which is the a lot of fun. The thing I do like about Fox Footy Studios... Uh, is that, and I've done a bit of work there, um, is that to me it feels a bit like The Night at the Museum, the movie, like where you kind of have all these yep. people working on computers and stuff and just like footballers walking around in, in real oh, life. <laughs> if you're a huge footy nut, as we are, when you're in there, you just, you know, you go, oh, there's Jonathan Brown. Oh, there yeah. goes, you know, Jason Dunstall. There goes fucking Nick Rewall. It's just like superstar after superstar just wandering around you. It's so I much fun. I remember the first time I went there for a meeting and um, the boss uh, took me around and he opened the door to the AFL 360 studio and I, I nearly yeah. genuflected. Like, <laughs> I had a moment <laughs> of like going... Like I'm, I'm in the Sistine Chapel or something. <laughs> but, but, but it's a very, it's a very special moment. Um, but uh, of course, we're just about to get to that. But of course, we have our live show coming up on August twenty eighth, and we have a huge guest to announce. We've got, of course, uh, Damien Fleming will be joining us. Matthew Lloyd will be joining us, and 
very special guest, uh, three-time premiership player Cam Mooney from Geelong. And, of course, he played with North Melbourne in 99. He's going to be joining us as well. So it's a fucking massive afternoon, Junk Timers, and we would love you to come along and have some fun with us on Sunday, August 28th, 4 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets available on Try Booking. It's going to be a fun it's afternoon. It's actually going to be massive. Like I actually feel like these shows usually go for about 80 minutes or so. I feel yeah. like this can go for about three hours. Like we can, barely, yeah, I know. Gotta, I don't know how be very focused and kind of only pick the best of questions. <laughs> we gotta, and as as we, we always, always do, do, have our laser type focus. Yeah, <laughs> and you're about to hear that uh, as we chat to everyone from Best on Ground, the AFL Junk Time Podcast, bringing you that. Uh, thanks to Fox Footy, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. We hope you enjoy it. We are in for a treat, Junk Timers. We've got a very special guest from Fox Footy, from everything. Mm. He's a man of many multimedias. We've got Mark Howard. Mark, how are you, how are you doing? Uh, Chamber, Rosie, very nice. Thanks for having me on. What's it like for you, firstly, to be on a podcast that actually has you know a good listenership? <laughs> yeah, no, it's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I, I hack away with mine. I can't get anyone listening. So to come on a big ticket item in the world of podcasting, hopefully you might attract uh, a quarter of your audience across to mine and be outstanding. Who would be your ultimate guest if you could get anyone in the world? A dead or alive. Like, if there's somebody in... in oh, dead or alive on the Howie Games. Or Far- if they're alive that we could kill. Yeah. Bradman. Bradman. <laughs> okay. Far- Bradman. Um, Bradman. Grumpy Bradman or 1930s good Bradman? Well, Ant- anti-Catholic Bradman? Or? <laughs> no. I think positive Bradman okay. is the type of show we're <laughs> about. Um, War yep. avoider. Yeah. As far as... Corporate crim. Don Bradman. No, no. Straight down the line. I'm pumped to join you on the Howie Games type Bradman is okay. the Bradman I'm after. The man who once called up a journal and yelled at him when he was an old man because the reporter called his wife uh, Mrs. Bradman and not Lady Jessie. Right. That kind of Bradman? Right. Maybe not Bradman. <laughs> I'm going to stick to Tom Brady. I'm changing to, I'm changing to Tom Brady. Now, we have a, a slight connection yep. by the fact my name is Michael Chamberlain and you used to play cricket with my brother, Martin Chamberlain. Do you oh, remember him? Yes. Yeah, down at Hawthorne Glen Waverley. Yeah, I did. I didn't know he was your brother. Yeah, yeah. So he's been in London for about 15 years. And right. so I did. I checked out during the week. I said, he, he said in the past he knows you. Now, keeping in line with the Chamberlains, was he a cockhead as well? Well, that's... <laughs> And is there any relation to what happened up in the Northern Territory? No, no, okay. no that's spelled okay. slightly differently. Right, that's spelled okay. slightly differently. Um, <laughs> we changed our name. Yeah. <laughs> but I did say I did check with him during the week. I said, you know, obviously no Howie. I said I might bring it up on the pod. I just wanted to make it clear. Does he like you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I think he likes yeah, me. Yeah. So there we go. I so like that's everybody. Good. I don't. I rarely find a person that I don't find some positive things in. Apart from what you've said about Sir Donald Bradman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart, apart from, from that, that, I think we're in good shape. Well, my brother's claim to fame. He went to Pran after playing there, and yep. his claim to fame is that when David Hussey came over to mm. essentially try and play for the Victorian team, and then get to the Australian team, his claim to fame is that he picked David Hussey up from the airport. Right. Fun fact. That's it. That's that's, 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 that's his number one story, achievement yeah, right. in life. <laughs> I think he needs to work on things. So what were you, a bowler or a batter? At Hawthorne, yeah, I was probably a middle order batsman. I oh, probably batted number four and then sort of bowled some leggies late. Oh, really? Number four's, a about you. number four's pretty good. Yeah, but... Uh, Ricky it, Ponting it, made that. Well, a, yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's much of a comparison between <laughs> okay. me and Ricky Ponting. What was your best I, score? Um, at Hawthorne? Um, I probably got a couple of 60s at Hawthorne, I think. But I do love the game, yep. cricket. Everyone always says, footy or cricket, footy or cricket. Yeah, yeah. And it really flattens the guys on yep. this show that if I had my choice and I could only do one, I'd be at the cricket rather than the footy. But I still love the footy, yep. especially at this time of year going into finals and stuff. But there's something about the game of cricket. Now, can Hawthorne do Carlton a favour tomorrow? We're recording yep. on the Saturday night before so Best on Ground goes to air. Hawthorne fan, 
Carlton supporter. Carlton fan. Right. Can Hawthorne do the right thing by Carlton supporters? Because you've never you haven't done it for fucking years. Can you win the game so we don't have to worry about beating? Well, Colin this is a multifaceted question because mm. my wife is a lunatic Carlton supporter. Yes, lunatic. So I'd organised to take her to the football tomorrow mm-hmm. because I always do the Saturday afternoon game on Fox. Yep. And then Leroy, the man here that rolls as the boss. Oh, yeah. He put me on the Hawthorne Western Bulldogs game tomorrow, so I'm calling the Hawks okay. and the Dogs, which means I can't take my wife to the MCG. Can Hawthorne beat the Western Bulldogs? Does it's that mean Rosie can have, have the ticket? Um, <laughs> it was a nice ticket too. Really? It was a nice ticket. <laughs> nice. I think it was behind glass, yes. Uh, I, they've picked a couple of debutantes, the Hawks. Yeah, I a did lot see of blokes that. Seem in the be, rack. Yeah, a lot of blokes seem to be having operations <laughs> that potentially <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. need operations. Yeah. So I would be surprised... But it is in Tasmania. Have you ever called a Hawthorne uh, grand final? I've sat, I've done the boundary for the three-peat. Really? Which was actually even better. I've only called one grand final, which was last year, which I wasn't at the ground, obviously, but I was working for Triple M when the Hawks won in 13, 14, 15. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was outstanding being on the boundary, probably better than calling oh, because absolutely. you got to go to the rooms afterwards yep. and they would just say, okay, we'll go down to Howie in the rooms. Oh. And I would just spend 20 minutes chasing Cyril, talking to Cyril, yep. then asking Cyril for another interview or maybe a third interview. <laughs> so there's some of my fondest memories in broadcasting. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. As a kid, you, how did you get into commentary? Like, did you always yeah, think just, that you are going to be a commentator? No, no, I fell into it. I absolutely fell into it. I had uh, no connection to it. I, I fell into it. But... It's funny with when you know people say, "Oh, that's biasy." You know, he supports Hawthorne. How can he be calling footy? What people don't realise mm. is you've got a love for the game. Yeah. So you have to support somebody. Yep. Yeah. 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 It'd be but weird no, if you didn't. Yeah, it would be weird if you didn't. But but being in the room, seeing the Hawks celebrate three times in a row, and I think the funnest thing I've ever done, I was fortunate enough to be able to go on the footy trip. No, <laughs> <laughs> footy trip would have been good. <laughs> footy trip would have, especially with Luke Hodge. Now I was able to host the Sunday at Glen Ferry three years oh, in a row. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah, and they give you a rundown. Yeah. Winner, loser, and I always dreaded. It was so much riding on it because you thought, imagine going the next day and having to host the players to a loss. But to walk out Mm. there in front of 20,000 mad horse supporters three years in a row and see the joy on people's faces and introduce the players was What a horrible day. So you would have been there. so good. I think it was 2014 (laughs) or 2015 when I was there and Clarko and Hodgie came out and held up two or three cups, I'm not totally sure. And they let out Fuck streamers, off. and because of the wind, the they train. immediately flew over to the train lines. <laughs> there was an explosion. It was, it and was the like trains sh- were cancelled for two hours. It was like Stranger Things. <laughs> it was like <laughs> all of a sudden just went. <laughs> anyway, let's party. Can I tell you that? And they'd always say, "Okay, you need to be at this time." And I'd take my young kids as well, yep. which was outstanding. I could see the little faces in the front row. They would say, okay, the Hawks are going to arrive at 11 o'clock. It'll start at 11.30. Sure. And the Hawks would arrive at quarter to 12. And you'd never seen a more hungover group of blokes oh, ever. Man. They'd and all been at um, Ruffy's house. Yeah, yeah, they'd been at Ruffy's house. Yeah. And then they'd sit out the back and skull six litres of water each. Yeah. Then come out on stage without their sunglasses. Because Clark would make them take their sunglasses off. Is that off, right? Which was outstanding. Yep. And they'd be presented and then carry on their merry way. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Can we talk about some of the other sports that you're into? Mm-hmm. So you've got your start kind of in F1, if I'm correct. Yes. So was that broadcasting? Was it kind of part of Kit Cruise or something? Or? No, no, no. That was, um, I started doing that literally pulling camera cables around the circuits. Um, so Are you a car nut? The broadcasting. No, I knew nothing about it. Okay. I knew nothing about it. I used to watch as a young bloke, you know, when it used to be on Channel 9, 
and the races started at 11 o'clock, I'd watch the first three laps to see if there was a crash. Oh, yeah. Bit, and that was my knowledge of Formula One. And all yep. of a sudden, yeah, I worked on the I worked on the Formula One circuit for three and a half seasons. So I went to, you know, 70 or 80 races. But I started off pulling camera cables around to connect the broadcaster. So you're literally doing like a, a gap year or a long gap year, I suppose. Like literally traveling around the world to all these yeah, exotic places. Absolutely. Well, I'd spent sort of two and a half years backpacking. Um, so I sort of had a gap two and a half years, and, yep. and then that came up for three years. So you'd probably say it was a gap five and a half to six year gap. Wow, that's um, remarkable. So for all the kids out there, do a gap year. Absolutely. Do three, four, what's, five, six. What's your favourite hostel story? Everyone has a hostel story that they never forget. <laughs> and we can cut it out if we... <laughs> it's too salacious. I stayed in a place in Rwanda. I wouldn't call it a hostel, and it was 40 cents a night. And that was double what it should have been. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Right. There was cockroaches the size of your hand. Rwanda was a beautiful country, and I got yep. to see the mountain gorillas there. But I, yeah, I've stayed in a lot of dodgy hostels. But there's some brilliant ones. You, like in, you, I remember staying in places in Egypt where it was literally two bucks, yep. and you would get breakfast and lunch included. Now that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. That's a good deal mm. for two bucks. Fucking our breakfast for a um, for a backpacker is unheard of. That's like it's right. It's usually a fucking pack of Lucky Strikes and a bread roll. Well, it gets you through the day. Yeah. If you plan your day properly, you yeah. have enough at breakfast that you don't have to eat till breakfast the next day. That's fantastic. Mm. And how you've been? We're up and up shortly. But how you yep. been? Dealing with um, have been um, enjoying uh, best and up already. I was well, just, mate, just starting to get into my flow. <laughs> I <laughs> bet you speak to Bucks and Brownie and Rui for about half an hour each. And Kath, how have you been digging uh, best on the ground? By the fact, it's a bit different for a Fox Footy show in terms of like you know, there's a band, there's comedy sketches and the like. You've been enjoying that. Well, stuff? I'd like to know what you two think. Before well, I you've been doing opinion. your acting chops. I've been seeing you get on the yeah. Max Price sketches. Yeah, every we now love there. it. How do you find it working with a with a comedian with Max Price? Well, I, I love it because when the boss came to me last year and he said, right, we want to do a Saturday night show. What do you think? And I was really big on the band. I yep. said straight away, I think we need a band, and I don't think we should be doing an analysis show. Come Saturday night at 10 o'clock, there's been a lot of serious footy talk on, so people are pretty relaxed on the couch, so we wanted to try and have a bit of fun. And, and I did say to the boss, listen, we don't know anything about comedy. We're not comedians, but I think we need some funny guys and girls involved. Yep. And then Max and Luke appeared on our doorstep, and it's, I've loved it because it's been a real education for me about how you're meant to try and deliver things in a humorous way yep. that are sort of preset. And, and I think the guys, to do the Maccas moments that they have and what Brownie and Rui and Bucks have done and the way they've gone outside their comfort zone, yeah, it's been absolutely. outstanding. Yeah. It's been a, and ask Rui. You haven't spoken to Rui yet. No. no. When he has to do a Maccas moment, it's like he's playing in the grand final again. He paces around. He gets that nervous. He gets that edgy. He gets a, a yeah, he just gets wound right up, and then he nails it every time. So that, to work with all four of them, I can see, uh, and I include Kath in that. I can see why they've all been such successful people because they're driven for the show to succeed, and they yep. don't they don't take shortcuts, which is cool. Yeah, great. Uh, I just want to say, uh, give our regards to Penguin and Pickle. Yes, I will. I will. And I thanks will. for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Harry. Good luck. Adam, we have a surprise guest just yes. stepped in off the street. It's heard fantastic. the Time Alpha podcast, was in the building and had to jump on it. The one and only Dermot Brereton. Dermy, how are you? Howdy. Uh, I'm surprised. Yes, I'm surprised that I got called in and asked if I would like to come on. So, um, my pleasure. Thanks for uh, jumping on. Can we just start with probably one of your favourite uh, stories of the year? How have you seen the uh, schmozzle down at Essendon? This has been glorious. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm a Hawthorne fan, so it's been absolutely <laughs> wonderful to watch glorious. in and slow motion. And they still haven't worked out that Clarko was a plant. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone in there as a Hawthorne person to destabilise yeah. them even further. 
So, um, in all honesty, though, I actually feel sorry for them at the moment. I don't know. I, I just think that every James Bond needs a bad guy, and yeah. Essendon no longer are a threat as a bad guy. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you they're think- more like pussy galore at the moment. <laughs> they, yeah. They're- How much did you hate them when you played them? Y- yeah, you can't. It's inestimable. Yeah, you, you can't say how much because it was um, not just words; it was physical. How yeah, much yeah, you hated true. Them. Yeah, it, it spilled over from whatever the best word usage you could have to describe how much you hated them. Yep. that and a punch in the head on top <laughs> of it. Yeah. Well, you were on Best on Ground earlier this year, and actually, for a minute, the first time actually, I think I'd seen all five of your medals. You had them tucked under your shirt, then you brought them out. <laughs> It was kind of rare for you to see it. Up to, you don't actually get to see your medals very often. No, I um, actually, somebody asked me about them last night. Uh, somebody was telling wearing me. a balaclava. Was that <laughs> <Yes>. your <door? laughs> Do you owe money? No. Some, well, somebody said they told me what Luke Hodge, uh, like a lot of us, you know, what can we do with our football memorabilia? It's mm. not as if Hodge can wear number 15 or yeah. on jumper down to the shops. Yep. So I think I've got a feeling he gave it to somebody who then onsold it. Uh, he did it with his three Pete jumpers, and the amount of money was extraordinary. Really, extraordinary. Um, and do you still have the loaf of bread that you put in the Premiership Cup in 1988? It's a little green <laughs> yeah. at this point in time. So, and somebody said, "What would your five medals be worth?" And I said, "As a set." Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I wonder. That actually would be very interesting how much I would spend to buy them. Yeah. I'd, I'd hope it was somebody... <laughs> you don't look like you're struggling, but a little bit more <laughs> well-heeled well than yourself. Maybe someone with the name Packer or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where... I mean, you don't have to give this away in case you don't want to, but where do you actually keep them? Like, are they at the museum or anything? Or no, I, I keep a safe at home. My first game was the 82 first semi where you came on and kicked a handy five. And then from then on, you, whenever you came on the TV with the ball, my mum would go, oh, there's my baby. <laughs> and, and also, the legend has it that when you came, you ran on the ground for the first time. I don't know if Hawthorne were maybe down. I'm not totally sure. And my dad said something along the lines of, ah, oh, this kid will do nothing. That'd be so right. You proved him wrong, my friend. You proved yeah, him wrong. That'd be right. But I did start the game on the ground. Yep. Yeah, but I, I ran around like a headless chook for the first quarter. I had no idea what I was doing. Yep. At the end of the game, I thought, one game, five goals. I only need to play another 199, <laughs> and I could be the greatest goal kicker of all time. That went out the window. Next week, I played against a bloke called Bruce Dool. And uh, I don't think I had five touches. Yeah. And did, so, what was Bruce Dool like to play on? Chatty. Silent. Yeah. It was like that movie Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah. He just said nothing. But he was awesome. What an awesome player. I, I was chatting with somebody about football and the likes a while ago and we are talking about great players and Carlton Backman played against yeah. and Reese is right up there. It's a beautiful mover, Reese. But if you were to say the greatest halfback of all time, the first person would come to mind would be Really? Of all time. Yeah, right. Yep. So he, your, t- your toughest opponent, although you, you got no, him. No, he wasn't. You got, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying you got him at the tail end, but who yeah, would be yeah. your toughest one then? Hardest player, and I got him 
just as he was coming down the crest of his career, so he was still really good. Uh, the best player I played on was Ross Glendening. Yeah. Yeah, he was just super. He could do everything. He was big. He was strong. He had a kick like a mule. He could read the ball in the air. He was fast as. In fact, I, I think he had me covered in every facet <laughs> of the game. Just maybe two three years into it i realized he was just running a little bit short on the uh, on the um fuel tank so yep. I, I just try and run him around a yeah, bit okay. yeah and but he was just awesome and we'll wrap it up shortly but yeah. who was someone that you you saw their you name up. lined yeah. up and you were just like oh, i'm gonna have a crazy day this weekend um name names well you know people just say oh yeah they're all tough and that let's name names <laughs> um, we used to there'd be Piggy Dunstall, myself, Peter Curran, uh, Tony Hall. Gary Buckenara? Um, and Bucky was more your sort of mid-sized, smaller yep. player. But I'm talking about the blokes who were expected to mark the ball in the forward line. Yep. And we'd look up at Fitzroy coming out. And he, this bloke, and I can say this because his career skyrocketed when he went to another club. And we'd see... The four Fitzroy backmen walking out towards us. There'd be Paul Roos and go, right, he's really, really good. Yeah. There'd be Gary Pert. And I thought, he's actually harder to play on because he, he locked on a bit more than Roosie. Yep. There's Brett Stevens, who was yep. quite muscular, good player, good spoiler. And then there was John Blakey, who was a young <laughs> string bean. Yep. About six foot two and about seventy six kilos. So a bit like his son. Well, he was shorter than, but skinnier than his son. Yeah, right. Wow. And we used to stand down there and look at the four walking to us and and just look at each other and say, "Who's going to win the raffle?" <laughs> <laughs> but he did, and I can say that now because he turned himself into it's about three fifty games. Yeah, a premiership player, a life member of the <laughs> AFL. But did, did he? turn his career around but he just wasn't equipped to play on any of us at that yeah, stage. Yeah, stage so yeah i think hawley used to get him and give him a little bit of a touch up at that stage well thanks so much Derm. it's been an absolute privilege to uh, talk to you and uh we'll come back we we'll get you back for a full three hour debrief of your career yeah, at some stage that'd be great you're gonna need more than three hours <laughs> <laughs> this is the special best on ground edition of the junk time alpha podcast brought to you by fox footy available on foxtel and ko here comes another superstar. The hits keep on coming, folks. We've got another special guest mm. returning to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for the first time in a couple of years. Best on Grounds host, Nathan Buckley. Welcome, my friend. How are we, gents? Going all right? We're going okay. How about you? I heard you, you're you wounded, Bucks. Yeah, I did myself a mischief. What happened? Uh, I was doing bench press on Monday afternoon. Mm. and um, How heavy are we talking? Uh, was 115 sets of, a set of three so there was my last set of three and I'd already, li I'd already lifted 115 the set before okay. for three and you sort of when you get into a bench you don't think that you, you think you're either going to lift it yep. or you're not going to lift it yeah it's you a know, real that, psychological battle isn't it with me I find that you know yeah like when I'm working I mean look out, at him um, he's a, he's a yeah, machine I, I, I don't want to get too big you he's know, a specimen so <laughs> I've got to kind of be careful <laughs> two sets exa not, not three it's exactly no. how I feel yeah. about yeah. it but anyway so I, I 
But you don't think that the third option is that you're going to break, and that's what happened. So so you tore your pec. Yeah, my pec came Ugh. off the, the left arm because that's where the pec attaches. And Painful? Yeah, it didn't tickle. Right, it right. It didn't tickle. Painful? There was a lady getting... Did you drop the weight? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I had someone spotting me, and thankfully because you probably would have struggled to get yeah, out get from off. under yeah. it. But the, there was a lady who was in an osteo um, off um, room about... Five ten meters away, yep. next to the gym, in the in the gym area, and she said to the guy, "I just hate it when they yell and you know, they, they yeah they try, yeah. try and lift that last no, weight." Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, that didn't sound like one of those." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was me. So where to now? Is that surgery or is it just repair itself? No, you've um, uh, you've got to get it reattached. So I'm getting that done. Monday, yep. and I'm in a sling for two to four weeks. Oh, and annoying. Yeah, How many surgeries? Three, three months. How many surgeries did you have across your career? I was actually, you know, touch wood. I was pretty lucky through my. Yeah, I've had, I've had a hamstring reattachment and a now a pec reattachment since retirement. So yeah, right. How'd you I, do the hammy? Um, playing touch footy <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a winter's night about one degree yeah trying to ankle tap someone because they got through the line and that was about it so because I've heard about people do their Achilles and they kind of can feel it sliding up their calf yeah that sounds great is it? that like if you att- detach a hamstring can you feel that as well is like yeah well it, ca- it came halfway up my thigh and took my sciatic with it so <laughs> that, was, oh. that was not is fun. that the same with the pec like is it kind of from here no it goes from the it goes from the out from the arm in okay. so it's actually sitting in my chest at the moment yeah I can <laughs> I can feel the tendon like if I put my thumb in under my underarm Dude. I can feel the tendon like where it shouldn't right. be and they've got a they've got a Cut a couple of inches into your shoulder, yeah. go in and grab that, <laughs> drag, it, drag it across and anchor it onto your arm. So, it's yeah, it sounds awesome. Now, you um, <laughs> recently did Kokoda, which we're yeah. fascinated by. How yeah. long ago did you do that? Uh, so, that was about a month ago um, with my my boys. And the, 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 the idea of it was, one, to learn a bit about Australian history yeah. and, and the significance of that battle. Um, in the Second World War, but it was actually about largely around resilience for mm-hmm. um, an experience for me and the boys to do. And Have it you was done it before? Bloody hard, no. Okay, and how no. old are your boys? Uh, Fifteen and thirteen. Okay, how yes. long is it? Uh, it took us seven days. Fuck! And Usually, how far would that be? It's it, we went one hundred and twenty k's. The, the the track itself goes for ninety six kilometers, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Can you do it on a Segway? <laughs> nah. Okay. Well, even if you had a can like you get a two wheel drive, a two wheel drive <laughs> off road segway, yeah. can you pay someone to carry you, like on a carriage you prob- type? You know thing, what? Or? You probably could because yeah. those porters carry everything and, and so anything. Oh, they're working they get hard around on heavy arnas or barefoot. <laughs> really? And, and, and the, you're talking about this terrain where you can barely stay upright. Yeah. And they're just just floating through. So on the track, do you stay at the Hilton or do you stay at the Marriott? <laughs> like, which hotel here? Is there yeah, a the casino Q, the, you can I, pop I prefer, into? I prefer the QTs, but... <laughs> when, no. I, when I travelled to Kakoda, I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Um, it was tough. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was halfway in and I thought, oh, I might have bitten off a little bit <laughs> yeah, more yeah. Than, than I can chew, let yeah. alone the boys can chew. Did yep. it ever come into your thoughts, maybe pull the pin? We all had meltdowns, which yeah. was uh, yep. and pretty early. But the boys did really well to get through. Uh, the only way out is medivac. There's no roads. There's no nothing. So you sort of... You and start, once you start, you're and, committed. Um, yeah, a few of the boys told me later that they thought about, you know, like 
trying to pull something dodgy oh, to, get, right, right. To, get yeah, a, yeah. to get a helicopter having like to be tearing their peck off their something like the that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you're aware of this, but it's the same rules as the TV show in that if you want to pull the pin on Kakoda, you have to say, "I'm a celebrity, get me out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they tried that. <laughs> I, I didn't go for it. <laughs> It's yeah. quite incredible. Quite incredible. So you would have spent a lot of time uh, learning about history, obviously, because of Collingwood's association with the Anzac Day kind of thing. Is that do you, once you've done it once, do you get kind of? I'm not saying bored with it, but you just kind of. Is it nice bringing new people to the shrine and uh, you know taking them through the history? That yeah, kind of well, thing? first year players always got the chance to go through on an Anzac Day. But did you, know, you go to Gallipoli? Have you ever been to Gallipoli? No, I haven't. Okay, my old man uh, fought in Vietnam, and, right? And he and I went over in 2010. Payback for four days. Yep. To and it's the first time he'd spoken about it in mm. you know forty odd years. Wow. So, um, that How was, was that a, for him going a, back? It was huge. Yeah. And it was a great experience to share because there were some things that he spoke about um, from his experiences that made sense about the type of person he'd become, yep. the type of dad that he was. Yep. Um, and we moved around the country a lot, so it was sort of looking for something he was never going to find. Yeah. But it gave me some context around our relationship and really helped me sort of going forward. So the war stuff sort of carried on because my eldest actually really enjoys the war part of the, of modern history. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was my end of Kokoda. When he started saying, I really right. like this, I thought, ah, like I can actually make this sound like it was your idea. Yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. But yeah, so it was actually good to sort of pass that on in the lineage and, and the stories from Kokoda were huge. Yeah. It's a really cool story. Um, I actually, I, I just read this in a, in a relatively old book today, actually, and I have to kind of clarify this to find out if it's actually true, but the the article written said that during World War II, troops would shout up there Kazali as a bit of a fire up, you know, kind of like, you know, get, let's get over the trenches, up there Kazali, like, which I found quite fascinating. I yeah. want to kind of do more research into that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously stuff like the Changi Brownlow is, will fucking blow your mind, Yeah. but um, it's quite incredible. We'll wrap up very shortly, Nath, but I just want to say... I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Adam's a Carlton supporter. We've been doing this pod since 2014. Carlton's never been in the finals in that right. whole time. My team's yeah. won three flags. I, I, barely, looks edgy, I, barely, I barely mention it. He looks edgy. Now, obviously... Oh, the you going tomorrow? I'm working here. Okay. Working at Fox, yeah. Yep. There has to work out that Hawthorne have to beat the Dogs and Carlton have to beat the Pies to stay in the finals. Yeah. No, no, even if the Dogs win it, Carlton just has to win. Oh, Carlton just have to win. Okay. Yeah. So we'll focus on that one game then. Sure. Can you please tell me? That Collingwood are going to wipe the floor with Carlton tomorrow, and the and the dogs are going to get up. Um, oh, so you want the dogs to get up over you? I want I want the Hawthorne. Blues to be kicked out of the finals and finish ninth. Do you? It'd be beautiful. Wouldn't it be great for the competition? It would oh, be, mate. God. It would be. Thank Nathan. you. Thank you. But, but it would be. But it would be even better to see him not in there. <laughs> 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 no, actually, we went. I took my old man to the Carlton Collingwood game earlier this year. Oh, yeah. It was a four-point win to Collingwood. Narrow game. Narrow win. And it was the f first time I'd done the whole MCG experience with the old man. So we went and had a few beers at um, Union House, I think it was. And oh, in Swan down. Street, yep. Yeah, it walked down with everyone. Yep. At snail pace. Dad wasn't moving yeah. that quick. And then we went to the game and then we walked back and had a few pots at um, the corner. Yep. Then we had a, had a feed at a Greek joint on the way out. Dimitri. Was, it was huh? so good. Done and, it all. But so that, so that experience I hadn't done for 30 years. Yeah, so of course. It was awesome to do. Um, and the fact that we beat you was, yeah, <laughs> was right. even better. But yeah, I it would be... 
terrible, wouldn't it? It would be <laughs> terrible if they just missed out. Like, to be in the finals all year and then to not make it. I know. I and never thought I'd have the, the opportunity. That would probably be the worst I, thing. I, see, I, I brought him around. Go I never thought I'd sign. have the opportunity to say this, but get fucked, Nathan. <laughs> 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 hey, my revenge will be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, thanks, Nate. It's very kind of you to join us. Uh, thanks, Go guys. Pies. Have a good one. Thanks, Bucks. Adam, the guests keep on coming through the they door. They do. <laughs> Best on ground host, Kath Lachnan. Kath, now, again. Frio. They're in the top You're saying right again now. because we just tried this, okay, but my microphone mic was wasn't working. Off, but yes. it's on. I'm we're, this, we're good you, to go. you weren't as confident that, that in the first take. I want to get you over the line this time. Yep. This is going to be the year of the docker. It's going to be the year of the purple haze, okay? And as I just said, I don't like to jinx it. Ah. So, no, it's not going to be the year of the purple haze. But as you said, they are currently in the top four but what it's saturday night with one more day in the home and away season so we'll wait and see i think at worst you can move to fifth which will still mean yep. you get a home final so that's still yes. pretty handy but they've been playing well on the road so i don't really mind if we have to travel which they will have to at some point but okay go to geelong then maybe yeah why not we beat them in geelong <laughs> this year so, so we'll do really it point. again unless the pandemic point. kicks back in and the grand finals in wa again yes which, Which was the case last year, and I loved every second of Did it. Did you get to go? Yes. Oh. I was so lucky. So Work you were sent me hanging with Burbank and Babbage. The two guys that went to Darwin. Yeah, supporters. they're who I went with. <laughs> yeah, right, you <laughs> went through Darwin. Oh, you went to Darwin. Yeah, great. They're, they're my good friends. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, no, I went to Launceston. Which I find really random now that I think about it. I did two weeks quarantine Oh, you in did Monsestin. genuine quarantine? Like you yeah. weren't just there already, you know, covering no, no, games and Work stuff. No, no, Work sent me there, and there were those two finals. Um, elimination finals in Launceston. Yep. I covered those, and then I went to Perth. Well, we might be veering off the best on ground topic here, but what was <laughs> the quarantine experience like? Was it? I lucked out. Mine was very uh, relaxed because I got to go to Launceston, the ground, and cover the games, and that was technically a quarantine day. So oh, really? That was a part of it. Yeah. So I wasn't locked up in a hotel room for 14 days. Sheesh. Whereas if you went straight to Perth, you had to do 14 days hardcore wow. in a hotel room. It sounds bizarre now that we talk about this. It's like incredible, that isn't it? The people. The world. They were the times. Yeah, that you'd have to do it. Now I'm fascinated by your career as a swimmer or your, you know, young. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm say no, but I'm generally fascinated <laughs> yeah. because I, I have so, so many questions about swimmers, right? Because we've done long course stuff and. What was his stroke? Pre-style. Pre yeah, gotcha. Well, she so swam I'm to Rotto, mate. It's not going to be breaststroke, is it? <laughs> Butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 k's, is it, to Rottnest Island? Yeah, I think it's... Oh, it's 19.8. Oh, okay, so he's blowing it out. you don't... Well, you don't swim in a straight line okay. as much as you gotcha. try to. Gotcha. So it ends up being a bit over 20. Is the pr uh, prize money like kind of not money, but like you get like a litter of quokkas or something <laughs> to take home with you? But you've yeah. got to swim them back over back to People Perth. People who say quokkas are cute, they are not cute. They're you don't giant think so? rats. Have you seen them? They're not, not, yeah, not I have. Close. I've, not done, close. I've done so gigs on Rottnest Island, yeah. I have, but it's I have a great place. Yeah, I loved Rotter. Yeah. It was great. Well, yeah. the, the gigs were a little bit rough because people had been drinking for like three days. Oh, yeah. But um, but it's called Rotnest because the Dutch thought they were rats. Ratnest Island mm. is the actual name. Okay. And they, they do thought. look like ginormous rats. So when people are like, oh, cute, cute ones. quokkas. Cute ones. They're yeah. not cute. But no, I'm no. genuinely curious. <laughs> Have you ever played quokka soccer? <laughs> no. I can't. Quokka golf? Quokka cricket. But swimming to Rotto, what? The, the there's a lot of shark attacks yeah. off the coast of WA. Weirdly, what was that like? there's been no shark attacks in a Rotto swim, which blows my mind mm. because there are so many at Cottesloe or there are so... If you go over to Rotness on a boat, you'll be... Attacked by a shark. Chilling and you'll see sharks swim by. Yeah. 
Like it's really? so common. Yes, but um, strange. It will. It's good that no one's been attacked yeah. by a shark in a rodeo swim, but it might have something to do with all the boats. I don't know. So I did mean, you ever having the- said that? Like it's a bit like Formula One. Like I'd watch it. Annually, <laughs> if I knew that yes. you, know, you watch Family One for a crash, yeah. I mean, yeah. I watched Roto. If it was a, a shark, someone's lost the leg. Yeah, someone's lost the leg. So yeah, you would have been, you would have been in Perth at the time when, um, like, because Cottesloe was it the Cottesloe Pub on the Sunday, the Ooh, Sunday yeah. session, yeah, IBH, yes, and the the cot is down the, the road. The cot, yes, yeah. Were you there when the the West Coast, the famous West Coast, infamous West Coast Eagles boys were hanging around there? No, I was a little innocent child. Then. Oh, were you? But um, I do remember. The the routine was you start at the Claremont. You can start at the IBH and then you go to the Claremont Hotel. It yep. was great fun. And then you walk about 100 metres to Clubber, Club Bay View. Clubber, okay. But everyone calls it Clubber. Mm-hmm. And it would go off on a Sunday. And I remember, so when you're 18, you're like, how good's this, Clubber? And there's <laughs> Hungry Jack's site right behind it. So you go to Clubber, get your burger on the way home. Perfect. Go to uni the next day, do it all again next Sunday. We- but I remember one time... Andrew Embley walked in and this was, again, when I was like With his 18, Smith 19. On? No, this no. was past his yeah. playing days. Yeah. So I was 18, 19. I, can't, I don't know how old he was, but he was certainly retired. Yep. And I remember just going, walking up to him, you know what, 10 vodka lime <laughs> sodas in. Or no, vodka Red Bulls back in those days. I'm and just being punch like, you in the yeah. face. <laughs> just being yeah. like, Heart coming out you're Andrew Embley, aren't you? Yeah. And that was it. And just walked off, and he had those. Um, remember when white leather shoes were in vogue yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, it was a good. I it was a good era. I remember him wearing those too. But what about the hippie? Nice. What about the hippie lounge the with hippie DJ lounge, Funk? Yeah, we're moving I a bit actually, away. Like in terms of from best on ground, mm. like yeah, let's talk about Perth nightclubs, <laughs> hippie lounge, <laughs> stuff the show. Uh, what did you go up to at um, Metro and Northbridge? Was uh, that a haunting uh, ground? Yeah, something ground? I wouldn't go there a lot. I tell you what, I did love was Club um, <laughs> Red Sea. <laughs> Am I not meant to be talking about clubs? <laughs> this is what um, we do on this podcast. It's not going to be about football. I'm getting the word like, please promote Fox Footy in the <laughs> yep. show. Don't talk about it. There you go. You just said Fox Footy. But Red so Sea in, uh, in Subiaco. Subiaco used to be great when Subioval was a thing. Oh, okay. and, and that place really was the, the part of town you wanted to go to. And Red Sea was a great club. I went there every Wednesday night. Now Wednesday? That's yeah. a big call. Was that, was that well, uni night uni or something? Days, yeah, uni okay. Days, yeah. Over, over the journey, uh, well, uh, sorry, I'll get the journey back towards the TV show. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to presume you've been digging it. But I'm also, why are you so biased against Jonathan Brown when you have to judge the what I'm loving? Oh, yes, I was. Like, yeah. I think hasn't Brownie only won like a, a few? He's you always so go against good at it. it he tried I to woo you recently with a um, Love Actually <laughs> bribe. <laughs> Did you watch that? It I was saw that, so yeah. good. Mm. I love Love Actually in that scene. I didn't know um, Brownie could spell. <laughs> <laughs> now you do know. Um, oh, it was just building the drama. Yeah. The funny thing was, like, you guys are in showbiz. You know that I was just doing it for yep. know, the sake of a little storyline <laughs> each week. We're in showbiz, but mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard our podcast? Um, but the guys at, I can't remember which store it was, Brownie went in to pick up some clothes or something. And the guy said to him, I actually think oh, that Kath, like, seriously, <laughs> last week you deserved to win. <laughs> and Brownie's like, come on, guys. Just Do fucking we not relax. know it's a joke? It's yeah, a running yeah. joke. She's clearly <laughs> choosing Rui. We'll have to wrap it up well. shortly to let you go to get ready. But also, um, we are ready. we are very <laughs> keen to know um, Sportsbet is actually now betting on the segment. So can you give us a little hint about who you might go with today so we can put betting a bit of... So we can load tonight. up. Yeah, so we can put a bit of money so on it, is it before. So Rui v Brownie tonight. Um, 
I don't know. I think tonight I will genuinely pick who I think should win. Okay. I don't have an invested interest in tonight. The publicist like to hear <laughs> no, that. No, the, the producer hasn't told me anything. Yeah, oh, well, you, don't know what, you don't know what they're doing. How it's are you enjoying yeah. being in front of a live crowd? Because that would be a new thing for you. I mean, apart from yeah. standing in front of 80,000 people at the MCG. Yeah, apart from, you yeah. know, running up to Andrew Emley and pointing yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, a big crowd. Um, yeah, no, it's been awesome. And it's been growing every week, which is a good sign, yep. I guess. Um, last week, we had them all jumping up out of an ad break to our House of Pain. Jump yeah, around. I saw that. That's great. That's cool. And it was quite funny because they all sat down, we got into the show, and then I'm looking out to the audience and they're all... <laughs> 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 they're puffed. <laughs> oh, jeez, get them some water. <laughs> but it's um, it's been great. I think everyone's been enjoying it, which is good. It's, you know, tough us to come into Fox Footy on a, you know, 10 p.m. on a Saturday Yeah, night. absolutely. It's great that they're coming. it's worth it. Yeah. So, I think um, it's really cool. And I think it's also shows that... um. Um, the jump around thing is actually stolen from the audience warm-up of Q&A. They do the same thing <laughs> on that. Do that. That's yeah. a fact. That's Always a fact. wanted to go to Q&A. Yeah. Well, Kath, thank you so much for joining us. It's been very kind of you. We've learned a lot about the Perth nightclub scene yeah. and Best on Ground. And that's all we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kath. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Another very special guest for our Best on Ground edition of the Junk Time Alpha podcast. Uh, we are joined by band leader mm. and Melbourne champion, Russell Robertson. Mate. Now, uh, we, let's go through the Melbourne Premiership. I'm sure the buzz hasn't uh, worn off. And also, you, you had that, that win you need at the final yes. round heading into finals. Now, let me ask you this first. So, obviously, Melbourne won. I'm talking, Adam. Melbourne won last year at Optus Stadium. How long would you spend in prison yes. to have been over oh, there? Oh, no, right. Well, some people did, didn't they? And so, take us through that celebration they had at the MCG mm. a few weeks later. That looked well, that fucking was, amazing. That was extraordinary. And I think a lot of clubs have looked at that and gone, you know, that's how we need to do it. So typically after a grand final, whether you win or you lose, the next day you meet at a footy ground somewhere. So obviously the Brisbane Lions, when they won those premierships, that three-peat, they went to the older Albert um, ground where they used to train. Yep. All the supporters went along there and they fly back to Brisbane and, and do it again. Yeah. Well, MCG is Melbourne's ground, so obviously we were going to do it there. But um, when I played for Melbourne, we did it at the junction over where we trained when we lost to Essendon. To have the MCG almost filled, yep. obviously the Great Southern Sound wasn't touched because we had the um, the band facing, the stage yep. facing. So you're, you're lying. It's not full. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> full. Half full. I should have said half yeah. full, shouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, it, it was phenomenal. And it was so great to see the supporters, their faces and their reactions as if it, it was happening live. Yeah, okay. Like they're going off with the umpires yeah. on the television screen. Yeah, yeah. watched the awesome. game probably about 10 times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the bang, 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 bang. How many times have you watched it? Uh, I watched it on repeat yeah. for, for the next two or three days until I got a bit sick of it. And what was it like, you know, just talking to past players and old mates that you played with and, you know, you like you said, you played in the losing grand final yeah. to finally get there. What was it like, you know, the WhatsApp messages pinging around? Oh, my God. Well, the WhatsApp uh, message group has become, well, it was through COVID, yeah. the thing that got us through. Yeah, okay. You know? And then uh, we yeah, had... Because you guys have quite a strong former players group now. Yeah, we do. It was Rod Grinter, I Rod think. Rod kind of, yeah. yeah. He's been amazing yep. um, at bringing everyone back together because yep. Melbourne were terrible at this. Yep. Because through the 70s and 80s, we didn't have early 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we had no success. Yep. 64 was the last yeah, yeah. ship, obviously. And and success brings you back to the club. Uh, yep. All our past players, they would, you know, and apparently the exiting strategies weren't great back then either. So nobody wanted to come back. So all that we had no identity. We didn't have yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Love for the club. Yep. When Rod Quinty comes together and goes, and it all came from this is an interesting story. Tazzy Johnson was a Premiership player from the fifties uh, from the Melbourne Football Club. A great player. He ended up up far north Queensland somewhere. Uh, old, I think he had some health issues. One leg had to go. 
another leg had to go. He's living in a flat, no money. Well, we heard that he and he was living in this flat where it was a bath shower. Yeah, so right. He oh, couldn't okay. Just, couldn't yeah. get in the shower. Yeah. And and we we put some money together as the past players group, and from there we decided we're going to bring everyone back. Holy shit, Adam! The the superstars keep on coming on this they pod. Do. And I've got Jonathan Brown right here now. Mm. Have a go. Like, how often are you here, mate? Do you go home? No, no. I've got a, uh, I've got a little sort of. Uh, a um, yeah. Have <laughs> a you little, ever slept here? I've got a, I've got a little burrow out the back there, yep. and I just go in there and uh, live there. And I'm actually not. The fact that my family, my family and kids, that's just the front. It's just the public front. Yep, it's, yep. it's a chance for my wife to uh, get her Instagram numbers up. Yeah, okay. so, um, yep. so really, I, I've, I've never seen them. Yeah. <laughs> don't know who they are. Yeah. You have to get reminded of their names. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I'm pre- it's pretty busy though. And obviously putting a... Obviously, uh, it went down well on the home front when I suggested my wife we're going to start a new Saturday night show. It starts at about 10.30. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so she was excited about that, you know, yeah. when it comes to the social <laughs> I mean, social you obviously got to hang around for drinks with the crew afterwards, you yeah. know, because you can't, you know, you can't look like you're superior to people or anything. No, you know. no. Well, it's important. It's important for culture. Culture's yep. a big word. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we hang around and we go, we have, for me and Bucks like to have a beer and then really drinks his... Whatever it is, those spritzes, or I'm not sure what he drinks. So, or, or like a green juice. He's drinking green juice tonight. So, um, we stick around, we have a quiet beer, and, and then that's it. Mate, tell me about the Bears. So, last night you were quoted as saying that you were embarrassed to be a Brisbane supporter at half time. Well, I, was, I nearly said that I was embarrassed, and I nearly went on further to say if they continue like this in the second half. I'll call them the Bears at full time. And I thought, I just thought, I thought hang yeah. on a minute, this is where this may cause a revolt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the old fans will go crazy because straight away they will come back and say, hey, have you forgotten about your Fitzroy roots? Yeah. I was a Fitzroy supporter. Yep. And of course, no one could be as bad as Fitzroy in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed. Are you frightened that if they don't challenge for it this year, they might miss their window? Because it's been a good three, four years they've been up and about now. Well, no, because. We've got Buddy Franklin coming next year. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, so I think Buddy's got another, probably probably eight not years? a 10-year deal, no, probably an eight-year sure. deal. So sure. well, I've spoken to Fags about that, and uh, he's moving back to the Gold Coast. So we're very confident. So, you know, we're not sure about Daniel McStay's situation with Collingwood's obviously been into him big time, which yeah. is fair enough. Oh, you'll miss his six kicks a game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so you said that, Rosie. <laughs> uh, then, um, and then Buddy will come on board and help get us over the line, much like Luke Hodge took us to the next level from being a outside of the uh, finals team to being a top four team. Well, I think it's like it's Grant Birchall doing the running, I think, at the minute, running yes. around handing out the messages. Yes. So you're a Fitzroy supporter. What was it like going back to Brunswick Street Oval after you'd won the flags? Um, I couldn't remember yep. being there. <laughs> The Sunday after the grand finals, yeah, I was told it was great, great, great mornings there. Yep. yep. Um, How Pikey was, was Pikey was unbelievable. I think the first one we had about fifteen thousand people there. Yeah, it was crazy. And Pikey, obviously, being the last future, last best and fairest winner for future, is that right? Yeah. Um, so you'll go down as that's a good trivia question. Pikey got up and did a wonderful speech out the back of a truck in front of the fifteen thousand people, and it was just so eloquent. I didn't realise that Pikey, Pikey's yeah. brain, brain yeah. contained yeah. those words. A bit like Charles Dickens, like you mentioned like earlier. Charles Dickens, yeah. exactly. Uh, until the very end, when I thought this has just been a, a magnificent. Yeah, the way he spoke, and it's just really Jeez. unified everyone. There was tears from everyone, and then right at the end, he said, 
And to to everyone else that didn't didn't stick with the Lions and get on board with the mighty Brisbane Lions uh, Fitzroy merger, you can all go and get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, finally. <laughs> Pikey the restored Pikey. some order. Yeah. You know, the, the real Pikey's back. Now, you've talked about Pikey a few times about, you know, you don't want to get in a shout with him. But who are the kind of second or third? Um, and you can even include yourself in that list by the fact that, you know, you were once um, taken off a plane in Thailand. Yes. You were walking around with no shirts, drinking your duty-free. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were arrested. Who'd be, who'd be number two and three in that team? Well, some of the boys are on that trip, actually. Timmy Nodding was always my wingman, the mm-hmm. possum. Uh, great mate of mine. And... Uh, we were we were arrested on the plane. We landed at uh, Bangkok Airport, and uh, I tell you, I'll give you the definition of stage fright. When uh, you're taken to the immigration centre and you're busting to go to the toilet and you're escorted to the urinals, um, and you're standing at the urinal uh, with three security guards standing behind you with machine guns trained on you. Mm. Now that is the definition yeah. of stage fright. Like, I hadn't had a piddle for about four hours, <laughs> and uh, honestly, nothing came out. Like I was absolutely stuffed. I was shitting myself. Um, That's how they used to have the urinals at Big Park, yeah, by the way. They I mean, did, yeah. <laughs> you think lining up for it. That should be the training. In goal kicking at mm. training. They should get three bad tight cops with the machine guns to stand behind you. So if you don't get it straight, then you've got to well, do I really push-ups. It would build some pressure. Because mm. it's hard to build pressure for blokes when they're practicing the goal kicking. But Timmy Nodding was one of the greats. He, got, he actually got dropped... He got dropped for the 2003 grand final. He was a great grand final performer in the other three. But in 03, he got dropped. And so he thought, well, I'm not playing. It was an emergency. Obviously, the team ran out. He's not playing. So what's he going to do? He's going to go to the grandstand and have a few. Mm. And uh, he had a few. And uh, <laughs> he had a few more. And then and then it was quarter time and he had a few more. <laughs> and he continued on. He really enjoyed the day. Yeah, and yep. uh, I think at one point... <laughs> He, he thought he was at the cricket, both in the cricket. He was stacking the. Uh, oh, stacking the cups. He was stacking the cups on top of each other. the snake. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we got through. We won it that day easily. But yes. And Timmy and a few of the reserves boys that had a few, they charged onto the field, and Timmy banged heads with a couple of boys. He had a blood nose and everything, <laughs> and and uh, and we got back to Brisbane three days later, and Lethal wasn't happy because there was a bit of carry on after our third one. Sure, sure. And he's just trying to sharpen the boys up. And I he, think it was after that grand final. There was the "What would you do without us?" Lee comment in the elevator. Yeah, and stuff exactly like right. That. So he yeah, said, yeah, "Yeah, I'd just be the greatest player of all time." Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, very humble, everywhere. very modest man. Uh, but he gave us a spray on the Wednesday to try and sharpen us up. And he said, "He said, as for you, as for you, possum." It was Tim Nodding. He goes, "You weren't drinking on Saturday. You were pissed." Um, and yeah, that really shook the room. And he was—he was absolutely <laughs> pissed. He was blind drunk. But Timmy was—he's one of the greats, one of the great operators. He enjoyed a beer. Leper always enjoyed a beer. He was good fun. But we had—you know—we had the the boys you enjoyed a, themselves. Yeah, yeah, we be, had a good culture of enjoying ourselves. Boys who were but were men at the time, you know. So yeah. you could, well, you Lethal used to say to us that I can't have boys during the week and men on grand final day. So I treat you like men the whole time. So we didn't have curfews yeah, or right. any of that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. Was it helped that you're in Brisbane, that you're a bit off the grid? I think so. Because the Broncos are the biggest ticket yeah, in town absolutely. there. Um, so, but it, it didn't stop us from getting drink cards at Adrenaline Nightclub. Yeah, you, know, you, <laughs> you got to get what you get. Yeah. You know? Every Saturday night, you go up there at Adrenaline. And they, the best part was it wasn't drink cards. It was just order your drinks. And they just print out the receipt. And all you had to do was sign the receipt. Okay. So once we worked oh, yeah. that out, I was like, g'day, um, g'day, mate. And then obviously I started to get a bit of confidence and I get a bit of a strut up. I'm starting to play senior footy. <laughs> yeah. Before I knew it, I was ordering 18 bourbons, bourbon and Cokes at the bar. 
knowing full well that a receipt's just going to come out and you sign it. Yep. And you, you don't actually pay for it. So, obviously, for a, bit, for a four or five-year period, that was just magnificent. You know, we really made the most of it. And uh, and that was it was culture building. Get back to that yeah, word. Build the culture. Get back to that, yeah. that word culture. No, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's a lesson to all, all the kids <laughs> yeah, out yeah. there. If you train hard, yeah. you can order yeah. eighteen bourbons out of Brisbane nightclub. Yeah. And you know, and the funny thing is, I never drank bourbon and coke. So, <laughs> but I had a lot of mates, a lot of random mates, yeah. and all of a sudden did. Hey, looking after the list. Uh, thanks, Brownie. It's so kind of you to um to join us and um keep doing great work on um best on ground. Yeah, in all seriousness, it's great fun. We love it, and uh, most of the crowd have had 18, 18 bourbon and cokes before, <laughs> too. So, no, it's fun. Sweet, man. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Brownie. This is a special Best on Ground edition of the Junk Time AFL podcast, brought to you by Fox Footy, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. Mate, the hits keep them coming. Mm. We've had a string of superstars through the Junk Time AFL podcast today. We've got another Best on Ground host, Nick Revolt. Nick, how are you going, mate? I'm great. Fired up. You got, you're, all, you're all made up. Did you just film a bit of a pregame? Just now? Just did a pre-game. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about the uh, Richmond-Essendon blockbuster. Yeah. What's yeah. your take on Essendon? Funny for you? I had a real morbid fascination with this one. Um, yeah. Oh, look, I, Is I a bit more connected because BJ was captain for a little bit as well? He was captain for a little bit. Look, I, I probably sit a little bit more in the middle. Like, Essendon have been hammered this week. Yep. Um, disrespectful to Ben Rutten. All, mm. all of that, all of that commentary. But... I like, and I agree with that. It has been disrespectful to Ben Rutten, but yeah. footy's a ruthless industry as well. So we we always say no one no one man's bigger than the club. So they, Alistair Clarkson was out there, and so what yeah, were yeah. what were Essendon meant to do? Were yeah. they meant to sit on their hands, yeah. or were they meant to do the best thing by their members if they think Clarkson's a man? Well, then you you, you try. Yeah, probably so, not two days out though before he signs with. Not North. ideal, <laughs> not ideal. But you know they tried. What? what was it like when Ross went to Frio on you guys? When Ross went to Frio, I... Uh, Did you I, have any inkling? None. Zero. And then I was in for post-season surgery. Yep. Woke up and Ross was in my room when I woke up from, from the anaesthetic. <laughs> Wait, it's not what you want. Did he do the operation? And I thought, <laughs> what a coach, you know? What a good guy. A Coming to check on yeah. the skipper, make yeah. sure he's gotten through... <laughs> And he just looked at me, and, and I was like, you know, well, have you guys had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, cool. you cook. You're just not, you're not on this yeah. planet. Yeah, yeah. So you um, think it's the dream you've actually, had? I actually love going in for surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 really, I really like it. That. Do you feeling. want me to just kind of break your knee or something here? Yeah. Now? Well, I, when I you're always, counting backwards yeah. from ten, it's a lovely feeling. That will <laughs> always start telling a joke. Yeah, right. And so you never get to the end of the joke. Yeah. And it pisses the doctors <laughs> off. Um, so Rossi's there, and he goes, the "Oh." they're going. What did the man from Nantucket do? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. Um, and so Rossi was there and he said to me, hey, I just can't, I've just come in to tell you that I'm, I'm out, I'm going to Freo. And, yep. and that's sort of how I found out. And now you Fuck. are under yeah. anaesthetic, but like your later emotions when you kind of get your wits about you, are you, I mean, you'd be shocked. Is there anger? Is there any uh, kind of betrayal? Is it No, like because he, he lay out the circumstances and what had gone down. Yep. Um, and to, to this day, a lot of that stuff sort of isn't out there. Um, oh, okay. So okay well, well you've got there, a microphone. That's not my story to tell, but there was a bit to it. Um, and so, you look, all, all of, like, we're all, like, we've got a bit of a crew. We're all Rossi's boys. We're yeah. all Rossi's disciples. Yeah. We all love him. Um, and so, we yeah, we were shattered. And it we wasn't like he'd uh, hadn't put in the effort. Like, he'd, no, he'd got no, you near like the top of the mountain, yeah. Yeah, well, he'd gotten us, you know, yeah, so we've gotten past base camp. Yeah. So, yeah, 
We he, tr- he was great. We've tried to get him on the podcast a couple of times, and I have his number, so I text him every now and again. And just his responses back are just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, and we would love to have him on the podcast. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Well, he sort of moves in like you, like a lot of your circles, like those northern suburbs. Yes, he pubs, owns a lot of pubs. Like the Union and the Newry yeah. and all yep. those. Like, yep. so, yeah. I know, that, that's your neck of the woods, it isn't it? It is. It is. He hangs out with all the, you know, all the cool people. Are you a pub owner? I used to be. Which ones? Uh, the Waterside. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. And that was ho- a big one on Flinders Street. Yeah, that was a beauty. Yeah. That was a beauty. It had a great um, rooftop, didn't it? Had a great rooftop. And so sort of, you know, early, early 2000s, um, you know, I was like early, tw- early you gotta, to mid-20s. you got to check your mid- grin on your face. Like something's wow. going to... Early to mid-20s. Yeah. How much money did you not make from that place? <laughs> Just Well, it was more like the good times. Yeah. You know, you know, you bring, the, your bring, own pub. bring the boys back to your pub. Yeah. Was pretty would popular. You, yeah. Would you do? Yeah, um, would you do Mad Mondays there? Like uh, lock the doors? We, and yeah. Well, not Mad Mondays because joints get trashed on yeah, Mad okay. Mondays. Oh, but, so you go somewhere else? But, but on the Sunday? <laughs> yep. Or on the Tuesday? Yep. yep. Uh, but Monday? Nah, not not quite. Yeah. You know, and what was the other one? Sh- don't shit where you eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd on, on the Mad Monday, you'd go to one. You go to one of Ross Lyons pubs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And what was the other one aside from the Waterside? Uh, Hotel Brighton. Which oh, is okay. A, just a little community pub. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, it was nice. Not anymore. Salt out of those. Salt of the earth, mate. Got out. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Now we've been going through the the um of the various guests in the show. So Carlton, uh, Rosie, obviously a massive Carlton fan. Mm. I'm a Hawthorne fan. Uh, in the history of this podcast, we started in 2014. Carlton's never actually made the finals. Wow. So tomorrow is the big day. It's a big day. Big day. So Confident, Rosie. What do you? What do you? Not at all. No. No. Okay. Not so at all. You know, this is this is twenty years of history. You yeah. know, like a beaten when dog. You've had your heart broken so many times. Yeah. It's like you're afraid to love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Wow. That's Dr. exactly Phil. what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> what Adam needs to know. <laughs> can we? Do you think Carlton can win? Please say. Please yeah. Say. Oh. yeah. You do. Of course, of course. Of course, I can. Yeah. Well, I don't think they will. Look at you two enjoying. High fiving. Yeah. It's going to be a venture. Hey, well, um, just before we wrap up, just saying, it, just what because... What <laughs> So we've got <laughs> the publicist in the background. Oh, that's what we've got to talk about best on best ground. On ground. Yeah. yeah, just by the fact that like how you've been enjoying it. And also, you, you said at the pre-launch that it was a bit of a different thing for you by the yeah. fact you've done a lot of analysis and now you can show your personality. Yeah. Like even a few weeks ago, you were um, you were rapping. Yeah, I've like rapped. Snoop. I've rapped. I've yeah, used acting. like a whiteboard. I've acted. I've eaten cat food. <laughs> Um, How do you find the sketches? Are you enjoying those? I love them. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. I like dressing up, so I've like been able to like. I'm wearing a costume tonight. Okay. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Oh, great, um, great to see you got it on now. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> do you love what I've done my face? Yeah. Um, the pressure, though, like it, it's a different sort of pressure. Yeah. Like I, I find like the live audience. Yeah, 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 it is. Particularly when you're not like in your wheel, in your wheelhouse necessarily. Yeah. So when we talk hardcore footy analysis on the show, it's like, well, you just blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it just rolls naturally. But when, like, the storytelling element and that, like, I've really, I've really enjoyed that side of it. And I think it's, I think it's been a, it's been a, a fun change from what we've done historically yep. here at Fox Footy. Um, people have enjoyed the live audience stuff and having a band. It's just, it's fun. And it's it a makes big a big difference. Too. Like, it's a proper crowd. It's proper crowd. And, the, like, the time that the crowd are in mean they're usually <laughs> up for a good time. <laughs> yep, great. Okay. They just come from the waterside. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had uh, denied entrance to the show last week. 
Is oh, that right? Yeah, yeah. Someone was that sloppy they didn't get allowed in. Yep. No way. <laughs> it wasn't Steph. <laughs> it wasn't the publicist who's in the background there. <laughs> hey, now, thanks. you must be looking forward to the NFL season before we let you oh, go. Yeah. Can't wait. Do we? Do, I don't think we got your NFL team. We know you're Baylor in Yeah, college. Baylor in college, college. football, yeah. yeah. Are, are um, you Texans? Yeah, but far, they suck, man. Yeah, they, they really they do. I'm a Dolphins suck. fan, so yeah, they well, suck That's good. Well. Dolphins. No, no they're nah, not you, you're loaded this year. Yeah, we still loaded. got a shit quarterback. But were you? Were yeah, you, but like Jay, I've seen Jay. I saw Jalen Waddle go through high school. Yeah, right. Wide out and Tyreek Hills there now. You, yeah, you guys will be fun to watch. Were yes. you another team? And then well, I was wife, more. Yeah, like, like, like I, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I've yeah, always okay. like more players, but yeah, when you, you appreciate become associated what he does. with a city, you yeah, sort of sure, got to do the sure, thing sure. right and, yeah. and jump on. We are going to rack off very shortly. But I just want to say one thing you did say at the preseason launch when you talked to you. You talked about Gil McLaughlin. Yeah, obviously leaving. R.O.P. Gil. Mm. But um, you did mention that um, Gil McLaughlin remind you of Greg from Succession, cousin Greg yeah, from Succession. He does. And you know what? Ever since I've fucking seen that, I can't <laughs> yeah. unsee it. Can't unsee it. Can't unsee it. He looks more like Greg than Greg. I yeah, reckon yeah, they yeah. should get Greg, cousin Greg, to be the new CEO. Oh, that's not a bad one. Of the AFL, like he's got business acumen. Yeah, I like that. He knows how what thing. He's got a lot of money kind mm. of coming to him. He can put that into into Tasmanian teams. Yeah. yeah, he dabbles in the dark arts a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. it's amazing. I could not unsee it. And I believe Gil will probably dabble yeah. in the dark well, arts. Gil, <laughs> is, Gil, is Gil ever leaving? Like I feel like this is going to be a John Farnham type. Yeah, it's a big tour, isn't it? Farewell tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Love thanks, Gil, man. Though. Have a great show tonight. Awesome. And thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Cheers. Hey, Adam, that was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great fun. What a great bunch of people. And um, thank you so much for them to giving up their time before the yeah, show. Yeah. Big thank you to uh, Fox Footy, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. You can catch uh, Best on Ground. So thank you to them for their time. And, of course, don't forget our live show, August 28th, 4 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe. We have Matthew Lloyd, Damien Fleming, and our very new special guest, Cam Mooney. It's going to be a great afternoon. Get your tickets at trybooking.com. And we are recording this at about 12.30 on a Sunday in about... Three hours. Adam is about to walk into a corporate box, just beautifully done, absolutely. to watch Carlton Collingwood, which is going to be absolutely massive. So he's a nervous wreck right now. Oh, and Sam Walsh has just been announced he's not General playing. So this is just got fucking. <laughs> General soreness too, like a bit rich. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> just can't you jab him up? I mean, come on. <laughs> fucking hell. So this is Adam's mood before the game. Okay, we'll record tomorrow yeah. and we'll get Adam's mood. Yes. Uh, after the game. <laughs> oh, Can Hawthorne do us a fucking favour? Come on. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to hit the road. Thank you again to Fox Footy. Uh, go Hawks. Go Blues. Come on, Blues. Just do it. Come on, Blues. Just give me something. Just once. I mean, it's been 20, it's been 20 years. Come on, just, just, just a win. Just come on.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 